Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a But don't be afraid. That's why we give you Weekend Fantasy Update. Woohoo! We're back for our number three of Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Joe Galena and George Kurtz uh, getting you through part of your weekend. Thanks for spending some time with us. And uh, the Fantasy Prince, Sean Engel, doing a great job producing the show. And uh, George, we've got a, a very hot week ahead of us up here in the northeast man uh, you, you look at the extended forecast 90 degrees plus like straight through like almost next week so uh the dog days of summer are here right and uh you know we'll, we'll finish off a, a little f- football but uh in terms of baseball i mean uh, this hot weather uh, maybe we'll even see some uh more balls flying out of the parks like we need that right well, we were bitching all winter about how cold it was, right? <laughs> cold, snow, ice, yeah, rain. Yeah. Uh, now the weather's <laughs> turning, uh, you know, to the 180, and it's going to be a little warm. Uh-huh. And generally when the weather warms up, yes, in baseball, the bulls carry further. You know, that's pretty much mm-hmm. simple, uh, I don't know, what do they call it? Weathernomics, we'll call it that. So the bulls going to travel mm-hmm. further, and I would expect to see some uh, some tape measure shots, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we've been talking football, we've been talking a lot about the Scott Fishbowl League uh, 900 participants, uh, and uh, basically, you know, we, we talked about that you had an opportunity to uh, request a specific division that you could play in, because this year, Scott uh, put the divisions in terms of, uh, separated the divisions in terms of TV shows. Uh, we were talking TV to start the show. Uh, George, is there any current TV show or let's say show within the past 10 years that you like because we started talking about 70 shows because you're an old guy but uh, uh, you know like uh, I was just seeing that it's the 10 year reunion of Breaking Bad uh, are you a Breaking Bad guy? I uh, I watch Breaking Bad actually I have the DVD I have the set here so I can watch it whenever mm-hmm. I want to watch it uh, so yeah, yeah I was yeah. Breaking I, would, I wouldn't say I was a huge number one oh my god fan but I like Breaking mm-hmm. Bad uh, I mean I was always a 24 guy Jack Bauer that's probably mm-hmm. one of my favorite shows. Uh, uh, I like. I always like the West Wing, uh, Magnum. Mm-hmm. I guess you know, that's a show. Like, a too far. West Wing is a show that, like, if I had to like binge watch one, I think I I, I would probably do that because I I kind of like current events and whatnot. So uh, I'd probably get into it. I know that my son had watched it, and my son also has the 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 box set of Breaking Bad, and I think it comes in like a barrel, like you know like. <laughs> you know, that's part of where you know people who watch the show know that uh, Barrel was a, a big part of the show. That's where uh, Walter White, the, the character, hit his money. Right? It was a uh, yeah. 
it was a it was a good show. It, it took on if you start watching Breaking Bad, you got to stick with it because I thought if I remember correctly, season one I didn't think it was all that great, but it got very good after yeah, that. Yeah, it really gets it takes off. Yes, kept with it. So yeah. I'm glad I did. Mm-hmm. Obviously, if I if I bought the uh, the box set, I means I liked it. Yeah, you know, but it was yeah. a, a good uh, a very good show. Uh, yeah, you know something so that I guess uh, if I had to uh, if I had to request uh, you know. Uh, you know, a division from Scott. If he had one, I'd, I'd request a Breaking Bad one. You know, I've watched, uh, just this week, I just watched the first two episodes of uh, The Sopranos over again. Did we? Did you used to like The Sopranos? I mean, uh, you know. I didn't watch it live. It's another one I watched, uh, I don't know if it was on Netflix or wherever I watched it, uh, where I caught up on Probably it. Probably HBO. Uh, mm-hmm. Once again, solid show. Didn't, didn't think it was great or anything. I know some people loved it. I thought it was solid. The ending, yes, mm-hmm. was a little off when they just go to, uh, <laughs> you know, I guess let a you black come screen. to you. Come to your own conclusion on what happened there, which the I don't screen. mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they mm-hmm. the black screen. So I thought that was listen. I had no issues with it, no problems. Mm-hmm. But uh, I didn't probably like it as much as other people did. Mm-hmm. Are you a Game of Thrones guy? I indeed am. I uh, yeah. that's a show I once again I like, and uh, I know show I'll, I'll get the box set once it ends, which I guess is next yeah. uh, summer. My only problem with Game of Thrones is I don't know about you, Joe. When I when I watch a show, I'm generally working. You know, I'm mm-hmm. writing or rankings, whatever we're doing here. You know, almost always working. Can't do that during Game of Thrones because oh, yeah, there's right. 19 different storylines going on. If you don't pay attention, you're just completely lost. So it is a show where I actually have to sit down, you know, and watch and do nothing else. Yeah, and it's a show too that I agree with what you just said. And you know, I watch it faithfully. And if you somebody talks to me about it and they mention a character's name, I'll be like, who? <laughs> you know, it takes a second because. Yeah, you know, and uh, you know, some characters are known by like multiple names and whatnot. So, but uh, and the the issue I have with it is that sometimes it takes so long for new seasons to come out that I gotta try to remember where it left off. You well, know, especially next year, that, right? You yeah, a couple yeah. Of years. Mm-hmm. You know, part of it, I guess, is because where they they film on location, these uh, locations are tough to get to and whatnot. But that's that's a, a good show. Um, yeah, just throw them out here. Uh, other shows I, I like: Mad Men, uh, Walking Dead. I don't know if you like any of those. Uh, I never saw The Wire. Wire is a show that's like a, like a, a classic show, you know, but fairly, you know, within the past what 10, 15 years that maybe is, uh, maybe I'll give that a shot. But uh, I don't know if there's any others that that you uh, really like. I, uh, I mean. I, Wire is a show. I watched the first couple of episodes. I couldn't get into it, so I stopped. Really? Walking Dead. Okay. Uh, yeah. That's uh, mm-hmm. uh, unlike Breaking Bad, where I stuck with Breaking Bad. I did not stick with The Wire. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Walking Dead. I'm a fan of. I watch. I'll see what happens next season. Although in my mind, the show is getting worse and worse. Uh, and was mm-hmm. a Mad Men. I've never seen. I like Suits. Good show. Mm-hmm. You know, Suits is a Suits is a show I like. That's the uh, yeah yeah guess, on USA. I haven't seen it yet, but I think that's yeah. uh, she's a princess now, right? Uh, yeah, she's she a princess now. <laughs> Yeah. So she's no longer on the show. So uh, mm-hmm. I said, I think most TV nowadays is eh, so-so at best. Justified was a show with Timmy, Timothy Oliphant was a show I really liked for the past couple of years. Sons of Anarchy, mm-hmm. which I thought was a fantastic show. Yeah, yeah. I've watched like uh, I watched maybe just about a season, and it was very good. But for some reason, we just uh, you know because usually I'll watch stuff with my daughter and and my wife. Like certain shows that we'll like you know pick and watch them together. But uh, I can't be pick one up of them. on that show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I I think I stopped at the right time because uh, yeah, well the problem with Sons of Anarchy right? and uh, the, the Shield for that matter uh, two shows that yeah. I love but there are no good people mm-hmm. I mean these I mean Sons of Anarchy they're all bad they're all criminals just that some are a different right. degree of criminal than others 
You know, so there's really mm -hmm. no one to root for there as far as the main stars. Shield with uh, with Michael Chiklis was a fantastic show. You know, mm -hmm. and Shield is uh, funny if you anybody ever wants wants to watch the Shield. It's a, it's by the same writer, Kurt Sutter. That's why I bring up these shows. You know, they're mm -hmm. so the antiheroes. Michael Chiklis plays the cop, which granted, if you can get him motivated, he's the kind of cop you want searching for your missing child because he'll he'll do anything mm -hmm. illegal or illegal to get that child back. But he's also stealing, killing people in the process to make himself rich. <laughs> I mean, and, and to get what he wants to get. So it's uh, mm -hmm. I say it's shows that are very hard to root for the uh, them. So you have to like that kind of uh, I guess that kind of story. But the the writer Kurt Sutter was fantastic in both both Sons of Anarchy and The Shield. They're both I am probably top five shows all time for me. Mm -hmm. It's funny, you see a different version of the actress who plays Peg Bundy, right? She's oh my God. Married with Children. <laughs> yeah. And I love Married with Children, man. Katie Seagal, mm -hmm. Peg Bundy, uh -huh. she's doing a yeah. 180 to Mother Hen in uh, Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> Holy. Yeah. I mean, and yeah, for somebody our age who grew up watching Married with Children, it's hard to uh -huh. get past that stereotype that she's not the, right. uh, you know, the dim-witted... Uh, you know, sex-starved <laughs> housewife she is on Married with Children and Sons of Anarchy. Mm -hmm. she, she's literally Mother Hen who ends up killing people. I mean, wow. And so, once again, it shows you what a great actress she is. And by the way, she's married to the writer, Kurt Sutter. Yeah. Yeah, very good. Very good. Yeah, I, I like that. You know the uh, little uh, intricacies about this stuff. And I'm impressed that you know the writer of the show and whatnot. But, uh, yeah. Uh, let's move forward. Uh, I told you I was involved in a live mock draft um, for the... Uh, in the same uh, format that's being used in Scott Fishbowl League. So we finished off uh, uh, round two going into round three. I told you that Cam Newton and Deshaun Watson went. Uh, There's just a few more picks I'll just mention. The next two quarterbacks that went uh, in round three, uh, the fifth pick of round three was Jared Goff, and we spoke about him in the last segment. But uh, let's talk a, a minute about Drew Brees because uh, he was uh, the sixth pick taken in round three. And um, so, I mean, Drew Brees kind of took a step back in terms of fantasy production, but in real life, you know, in, in real life production, uh, you know, with the Saints, uh, it worked out for them, right? Because, I mean, you know, the emergence of an Alvin uh, Kamara uh, and uh, Mark Ingram and whatnot, I mean, Brees didn't have to do it all by himself anymore, right? He had a nice running game to support him, the good defense as well. The defense was much improved. Uh, talk about Drew Brees and, and what you think about his fantasy value this season. Well, I mean, you, you stated it correctly. They didn't need him to throw the ball 40 times to win games anymore. You had the fantastic running game with Ingram and Kamara. I know Ingram's out first four games, but Kamara's still going to be there. They're still going to run the ball a lot. The mm -hmm. defense also was so much better. Probably the best New Orleans defense we've seen in 10, 15 years. You know, maybe right. since Drew Brees first got to New Orleans. So once again, you combine the running game and the defense, they didn't need to throw the ball all over the place. I don't think there's anything wrong with Drew Brees. I don't, I'm, okay, he's not the quarterback he used to be. He's up there in age mm -hmm. now. You know, he's 39 years old. Of course, he's going to take a step back or two. But there's really nothing wrong with the man. You know, I'd still mm -hmm. take him, but he's not going to throw the ball 40 times a game. They're not going to need, at right. least very rarely, are they going to need, there's not going to be too many shootouts anymore because they won't need to do that. The defense will keep them, you know, you keep other teams in check and they'll run the ball mm -hmm. more because they have a reliable running game and the running backs are so good. So that's why Drew Brees is not, you know, in your second tier quarterback, a guy, you, you know, you're dying to get here. You're in a, mm -hmm. You know, you're going to take Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, 
uh, over him, Carson Wentz, maybe even a Cam Newton. I don't. I'm not big on Cam Newton either. But you mm-hmm. might take him over that. So he's in that third tier with several other quarterbacks. I don't mind having him. Don't mind him at all. But I'm not paying up to get him. That's really what it comes down right. to in fantasy drafts. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I don't need to pay up to get him anymore. He's not that quarterback anymore. He's not going to throw, you know, 40 touchdown passes. His odds are highly against that. He's still valuable, but you don't want to pay for the name. In a two-quarterback league, uh, has he passed the time where he's like your QB1 but would be a very, very comfortable QB2? Or could you do a QB1 with him and, let's say, a Matthew Stafford as your second guy in a two-QB league? Oh, wow. You've done well if you get those. You get two top ten quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. So you've uh, drafted mm-hmm. probably in rounds two and three, Breeze and Stafford back to back to get those mm-hmm. two. Uh, I would have no problem with that whatsoever. I mean, none. I have no mm-hmm. problem with Drew Brees is my number one. I'd have no problem going Drew Brees and Alex Smith. Yeah, mm-hmm. I could take that. And I think I'll, I'll my, my team will do fine here. So Drew Brees has dropped. He's still a quarterback one in fantasy, whether mm-hmm. you're starting one quarterback or two. Uh, that's not the mm-hmm. issue there. He's just not the guy. I mean, you look at his numbers. You know, 2008, 34 touchdown passes, 34 of the next year, 33, 46, 43, 39, 33, 32, 37. Last year, 23. I think he'll throw more than the 23 he had last year, but I don't know he's going to reach 30 anymore. It may be 28, somewhere in that range, because they did, like I said, they just don't need to throw the ball. And it's, when they get inside the 10, the five yard line, they can just pound it in with Kamara and Ingram. Right. Uh, what about his supporting cast? I mean, I don't think there's any question that Michael Thomas is a top flight. Uh, wide receiver. What about a, dare I say, sleeper, even though there's not many of them around, or maybe we'll say someone that could outplay their ADP? Cameron Meredith, any interest in him? Yes. Wide receiver for the Saints? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, yes. For the reason you mentioned, you know, mm-hmm. assuming, assuming, uh, assuming, assuming health. <laughs> You know, assuming, I don't even know where I'm getting the Z's from. Assuming <laughs> health. You know, had a mm-hmm. knee injury as well. And can get the chemistry with Breeze. And this kid was pretty good playing in Chicago mm-hmm. with no quarterbacks. All right, and now he's got a, a true quarterback in Drew Brees. You know, there's not a lot there for him to contend with, you know, as far as the number two guy. The, the tight ends, Ben Watson, Josh Hill, pretty much who cares. You know, Ted Ginn mm-hmm. is a deep threat. You know, he's not someone who's going to take away really targets from Meredith. He's a deep threat. You know, uh, Ted Ginn's great in the best ball league, not so much in any, really any other kind of league. Brandon Coleman, all right, he has his moments, has really never done much. So assuming health and assuming chemistry with Breeze, yeah, I think Cam Meredith is a nice pickup. Later in your draft, see what happens. You know, I don't think he's a guy who's going to disappear. Well, oh, my God, it was just a terrible pick. I, I could see him being a guy because teams are going to double cover Thomas, safety over the top, they're going to worry about the running game. Everybody else is one-on-one, and that includes mm-hmm. Meredith. I think Meredith could be uh, – I think sleeper's a good way to put him this year because I think he is a sleeper, mm-hmm. and we are all sort of forgetting about him, mainly because of the injury. Right. You know, he didn't mm-hmm. play last year. You forget about the guy. I think he is a sleeper this year. He's someone I would actually target later on in my drafts. Mm-hmm. There you go. There you go. You and I are on the same page, my friend. Uh, why don't we talk uh, about uh, the in the last couple minutes in the segment, the Raiders. Um, Amari Cooper and Jordy Nelson. Now, is it is it could could Jordy Nelson outplay his ADP? Or are you done with him? And does Amari Cooper finally get his head out of his uh, you know what? Head out of his ass? You could say it, Joe. It's all right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, again? Okay. Uh, I thought this was a family program. <laughs> uh, my first question is, what's going on with Martavis Bryant? You know, uh, 
I'm Has he failed the drug I mean, test yet or not? I, yeah, I, I know. We, I, is he going to be suspended for the year? I mean, <laughs> right, right. Uh, we heard this a couple of weeks ago. Now we've heard nothing since. So I think this all plays mm-hmm. into it. Because Martavis right. Bryant, if he's there, he's a very good deep threat. Once again, takes the safety out of the picture. Clears up all, uh, over the middle for Bryant, for uh, Jordy Nelson. I don't trust Nelson here. You know, I think a lot of his value his last big season in Green Bay was because Aaron Rodgers would uh, roam around behind the line of scrimmage, make a play, find Jordy Nelson in the end zone. That's not going to happen in Oakland. That being said, his ADP is round eight, round nine. I'd have no problem taking him there. That's fine. You know, see what happens there. Cooper, we, we always expect so much from, and we don't seem to get it. You know, so I'm going to have my worries about him. I think there's a lot of names here. Bryant, Nelson, Cooper, you know, Marshall and Lynch, Doug Martin. I just don't know how much value you're getting out of any of these guys. We didn't even mention Carr. I need to see more from Carr. I think he took a step back last week, last year. He, quarterback. he definitely took a step back, man. He needs some gas. And take a step forward, Rick Astley. We'll be back. Uh, fantasy Baseball Talk, Weekend Fantasy Update. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Back to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network weekend fantasy update. And Sean just keeps on impressing us with his song selections as we come back from commercials and as we head out to commercials or Game of Thrones action. And uh, hey, which one of you out there wants to go to a 2018 World Series game? Tune in to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network between July 8th and July 17th as we'll be playing the DKMS Trivia Challenge for your shot to call in with a chance to attend the Fall Classic in person. The number to play is 844-843-6879. That's 844-843-FNTSY. The contest is sponsored by DKMS who are looking for your help in the fight against blood cancer. For many patients, a bone marrow transplant is the best chance for survival. While 30% of patients can find a matching donor in their families, 70%, that's nearly 14,000 each year, must rely on a benevolent stranger to step up and donate. Find out how you can help the cause and go to dailyroto.com slash DKMS. That's dailyroto.com slash DKMS. It's the DKMS Trivia Challenge, July 8th through July 17th. Call in and win. George, uh, this week we're coming up to uh, July 4th. It's right in the middle of the week, so it's like, you know, you really can't call it July 4th weekend if you're, uh, lucky enough to, you know, extend Which weekend it is July 4th weekend? 
exactly. Is it this is it, weekend is, or is it, it next start, weekend? Start now, and then, yeah, it's kind of like it depends on uh, how crafty you are and uh, how generous your boss is, right? You know, or how many people in your organization took vacation time. You know, you split it, where you could take the early part of the week as your long weekend, or the later part of the week as your long weekend. I guess but I'll be back be next, next weekend, weekend with you, George. Yeah, you coming in next weekend, George? I am. I am. I'm that kind of guy. Me too. Me too. Me too. That's it. I wouldn't miss uh, talking to you for three hours uh, for anything in the world. Wow, more sucking up here. <laughs> I'm going to hit you up for a loan at the end of the show. That's why I'm talking. Nice <laughs> Good luck you. with that. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's get back to fantasy baseball. Uh, we like to go over, you write a couple columns. Uh, regards to baseball for the rotoexperts.com. You write your who's hot, who's not column. You also talk about closers. We're going to be discussing both. Why don't we uh, start with the who's hot and who's not? Maybe try to, you know, wrangle in some uh, waiver wire talk as well. Uh, so, Matt Carpenter, man, he's been uh, lighting it up, right? I mean, uh, 376 on base percentage, and he's always been that's always been one of his fortes, right? Was batting uh, 524 over the past week when I last checked. Uh, May 25th, he was batting 199, and since then, uh, as of Thursday, when I was looking at his numbers in 31 games, 333 batting average, uh, an OPS of uh, 1.101. Uh, interestingly, he has the second highest hard hit rate in baseball, 50.3. You know who leads? I do not. Uh, Matt Olson. Matt Olson. Oh, we spoke about the A's before. Yeah, 17 home runs, 41 runs batted in, uh, but that 239 batting average in 83 games. But Matt Carpenter heating things up. You learn something new every day. I mean, it's funny with uh, Carpenter, right? He's a guy we couldn't wait to get rid of. What, two months mm-hmm. ago, people were dying to dump this guy because he was in a terrible start to the season, terrible slump. And, you know, people I mean, people are literally tripping over themselves trying to get to the waiver wire to release the guy <laughs> and find somebody else. Right. And, and I don't want to knock people too much because it, it was a prolonged slump. But this is yes. why, you know, for veterans who have done it before, generally you want to wait. You want to have some pace to see if, the, you know, if they, they figure things out. And Carpenter's, Carpenter's gone above and beyond. He's more than figured things, figured things out. All of a sudden, he looks like a world yeah. beater out there doing everything you could ask mm-hmm. him to do. And as you mentioned, I think he was just, hurt, right? I think he was hurt, too. Yes. I think there was an injury uh, going on there that affected him. That Just like sort of Goldsmith in Arizona. Once he got past yeah. it, all of a sudden, the hits, the home runs started coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, another guy I, I want to talk about, uh, Jose Peraza. I mean, if you're talking steals, right? If you're talking about... At this stage, George, I mean, we could talk uh, waiver wire, but, you know, everyone, not everyone, but so many people that play fantasy these days, they really know their stuff. Uh, I think we're to blame, you know, people in our industry. I mean, you know, uh, we educate and whatnot, and everyone's really into it. But waiver wire is fine to try to uh, fix your team. At this stage of the game, we're getting, it's not late in the season, but it's late enough where you might have to focus in on, on making some trades. And Jose Peraza is a guy I think you should target uh, if you're looking for some steals. I mean, uh, overall, not going to kill you with the batting average, 273, four home runs, 44 runs scored. I like that. I like that because that's a tough category to fill. Uh, 14 steals caught just twice. 
uh, over the past three weeks, batting uh, just over 300 with five steals. Uh, I mean, people were disappointed with him last season. I think they expect a little bit more out of him, but still stole 23 uh, stolen bases. He's going to have over 20 as long as he stays healthy this year. Well, he is what he is. And you've said it. I mean, if you got, if you have them, you want them for the stolen base. You want you want the bags, which are getting tougher mm-hmm. and tougher to come by in fantasy baseball, by the way, is so many teams don't want to give up these outs. So they don't want a guy getting thrown out on the bases right before the slugger's coming up behind him who might hit a two-run homer. You know, so mm-hmm. it's becoming, you know, unless we know you're going to be successful 75, 80% of the time, you're not running. You know, and Peraza mm-hmm. is one of those guys. You know, he's uh, attempted 16 stolen bases, only been caught twice. So you can do yeah. your math. He's at it right at about uh, what was it? Da, 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 80, 88% of the time. So he's fine. You know, they'll they'll mm-hmm. continue to let him run there. He's not going to steal 40 bases. That seems highly unlikely. But 30 is in the realm of possibility. So there's his value. It comes with an average that won't hurt you, which is also nice. You know, uh, right. his OBP, that's one issue. I mean, 317, I mean, that that's that's pretty bad. And you only have yeah. 17 For walks. For someone that you got, looking, got to get, get on, on base, base man. Steal. Can't yeah, steal yeah. first mm-hmm. base. Got to get on base. Move to the 317 clip. So there's your issue there. Mm-hmm. That has to come up there, and mm-hmm. uh, it's anyone's guess if it actually does. You know, mm-hmm. this is a second full season. Last year it was 297. So it's better than last year, but last year mm-hmm. was horrific. This year it's a little yeah. less horrific, but still far from good. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about Jesus Aguiar or Jesus Aguiar. <laughs> uh, when you look at what this guy's done, I mean, uh, 315 bat- comes into, into Saturday's action, uh, 315 batting average, 19 home runs, 54 runs batted in, uh, has played 71 games. I think early in the season, uh, fantasy players might've been shying away from him thinking that he wasn't going to get the playing time, but I mean, you cannot sit this guy. Uh, even now, uh, Eric uh, Thames is back, but uh, Jesus Aguiar, uh, regular at first base. I mean, you got Ryan Braun experiencing some back issues that might land them on the DL, so that only helps uh, Aguiar. By the way, his birthday is this weekend, June 30th. Happy birthday, 28 years old. Uh, but uh, Aguiar really uh, turning it on. Yeah, I think that's putting it nicely. 19 home runs, <laughs> 54 ribbies, batting 315. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a guy where no one really saw this coming. You know, the, he's a must-start. You're absolutely right. Man, man, swing mm-hmm. side, he's making contact, he's driving the ball. I still think it's coming to an end, Joe. I really don't see it's lasting mm-hmm. all season. I mean, he's mm-hmm. got more home runs uh, this year than he's had in his entire career. You know, he only had right. a 16 last year, 19 already. So, bottom line is, I don't trust him. I, uh, mm-hmm. I don't trust him for the rest of the season. I think he's a sell high. If you could sell him, I would certainly move him. I think the fact that, you know, you mentioned Braun's out now, but when he's healthy, there's still too many guys for too little spots to play. But uh, there's mm-hmm. no doubt about it. This guy right now is winning. You know, he can be called Jesus right now because he's winning people fantasy leagues. <laughs> you know, the way, with his numbers, yes. he's a guy who's a miracle worker. Yes. Right now, he mm-hmm. is. Yeah. I mean, I kind of liked him last year, but my concern is what I mentioned uh, when I introduced him that I was just worried about him getting playing time, you know. And uh, so I think for now, like we, we mentioned, uh, you know, with Braun being out and just like him being so hot. They're not going to take him out of the lineup, but uh, I agree with you. I mean, I, I think if you could uh, sell him high, uh, I would. Maybe he won't be batting three fifteen at the end of the season. I think he's still going to put up some good numbers, but uh, but yeah, I mean, he's someone that, uh, based on the fact that you probably picked him up off the waiver wire, if you could sell him high for uh, 
something that you need to help uh, improve your team. Go for it. Uh, and uh, Brewers, we talked about uh, having a nice year. Since we're talking Brewers, Domingo Santana. What happened to this guy? He's in AAA, right? Breakout last year, 278, 30 homers, 15 steals this season in 211 at-bats uh, before he was sent down, 249 batting average, three home runs. So, I mean, uh, I, I'm sure he's hurt a lot of fantasy teams as well. Oh, he's killed fantasy teams. I mean, really just mm-hmm. killed them. Uh, you mentioned it. I mean, w- what happened here? But this is why I always mm-hmm. get, you know, I say it all the time, Joe. I don't like one-year wonders. Guys who come out of nowhere, one big year. You got to prove it to me again. You got to do it again before I'll start yeah. drafting you. Where some people are going to draft you, before I'll put you in that slot where your numbers say you should be drafted. I need to see more than one year. I just do mm-hmm. because sometimes it think it's he had, it seems like he had one magical year. Everything went well for him, and now all of a sudden you mentioned he's in Triple A now, you know because mm-hmm. he wasn't doing it wasn't doing anything well. Batting two fifty, right. three home runs, only one stolen base. He was he just wasn't doing anything. He's one of the bigger busts mm-hmm. this season so far. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm kind of with you when it comes to the, you know, the one-year wonders. A lot of times I'll, I'll want to wait. And then there are times when, you know, you kick yourself for doing that too because look at what Scooter Gannett has, has been doing for the Reds. You know, I was wondering if last year, you know, I kind of wasn't targeting him in drafts uh, in the preseason, uh, Scooter Gannett. But, uh, you know, I mean, it works both ways. You're right. I mean, Domingo Santana, good example of, you know, you want to see maybe more than one year of production, uh, and it works the other way too with guys like Scooter Gannett. So I guess there's a little luck involved as well, but uh, you could also do your research. But uh, uh, David Price was a guy that you mentioned in your article as well. He's a guy that uh, you're targeting. Uh, I personally, I think I'd sell him high, <laughs> uh, but uh, comes into this weekend nine and five, three point six six ERA, one point two one WHIP. Uh, 93.1 innings pitched last season, uh, you know, injury riddled, pitched only 74 innings. But last nine starts, you can't argue with what he's been doing, right? Uh, 7-1, and 2.72 ERA, 57 Ks and 56 innings. He looks great. You know, the only question in my mind with Price is going to be health. You know, we know he's got the mm-hmm. uh, an elbow issue. It could probably come up uh, at any time. But a lot of pitchers we can mm-hmm. say this for. I'm gonna, I'm choosing to believe in Price. I'm gonna choose to believe in the town, believe in the team. I think a worst case scenario with Price is you're gonna get your W's, right? We know the Red Sox mm-hmm. are gonna win. I, and the right yes. now, the Yankees are on pace for 108 wins. The Red Sox 107. So you're gonna get your mm-hmm. wins there, and we like that. I'll take my chances on Price that he can stay healthy. Is it a risk? Yeah, it is. But I'm willing to acquire because mm-hmm. I'm hoping not to pay full price for him. Now, you mentioned if someone's going to try and sell high, well, then I may not be as interested here. But if someone's looking to get mm-hmm. out while the getting's good and still get a, 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 you know, a decent return, I'm willing to buy mm-hmm. in here. All right. Uh, you know, what you mentioned about Price, you know, the fact that at least he's playing for uh, a, a good team like the Red Sox that score a ton of runs. Um, you know, uh, I get it. And that's kind of like why I think CC Sabathia still has some value, even though he's been pitching real well. Uh, Friday night, uh, CC uh, pitched seven innings against the Red Sox, gave up uh, one run, a walk, and five Ks. For the season, he has a 3.02 ERA. And uh, CC is a guy who's definitely hot. I mean, you look at, I mean, he's finally, you know, accepted the fact that, you know, he can't rely on that fastball anymore. I mean, you watch Yankee games, uh, Yankees, uh, I saw an interview with him, and, uh, you know, he kind of said that. 
it's taken a while for him to accept it, but he finally has. I mean, look, in his heyday, he was throwing his fastball 60% of the time. Now, uh, throwing it just 80% of the time, relying on the slider and cutter more. I mean, uh, you know, I don't know if he's eating two boxes of Captain Crunch again like he used to, but remember he <laughs> lost all that weight. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, some guys... Just a box and a half better now. <laughs> yeah, he cut back a little bit. I think with CC, he's learned how to pitch. Uh, I mean, he, for a big part of his career, and this is true of a lot of pitchers, not just CC's about there, they are throwers. You know, this is mm-hmm. what they do. They throw. And, you know, starting in really 2013, that's, that's when he lost his fastball. His average fastball velocity in 2012 was a little over 92. In 13, it became a little over 91. And then it went down to a little over, you know, it was 89 in 14. Right. So he lost his velocity mm-hmm. up his fastball, and it took him a long time to adjust to it. You know, it took him years. Mm-hmm. Not when I talking about start, it took him years to adjust yeah. to becoming yeah. a pitcher, not a thrower. To realize he's got to go mm-hmm. off speed, got to move the ball in and out of the zone. You know, you can't you can't throw, throw your fastball down Broadway and say, "Hey, it's ninety five. Good luck and see if you can hit it." At ninety, mm-hmm. they're going to hit it. It's going to go a long way, especially when it's up in the zone. Mm-hmm. You know, so credit to him, he's become a pitcher, a true pitcher here. And you mentioned his numbers are fantastic: three oh two ERA, one point two four WHIP. I mean, what mm-hmm. else could you want from the man? Once again, playing for the mm-hmm. Yankees, so the wins, wins are going to be there. When you but drafted him. The only problem with CC would be is he generally, last night notwithstanding, he's generally is not going to go deep into games. You know, mm-hmm. the Yankees don't want him. Certainly not really get through much more than the second, third time through a lineup at most. They can be very careful him. about him. Yeah, he, mm-hmm. he's not they even averaging six innings to start. But, well, mm-hmm. it's that. It's fact that they're, they're afraid of what he'll do if he pitches uh, the third time to the lineup. Teams will catch up to him. You know, so you got to be very careful with that. He'll lose some wins because of that. That's why, even though with those numbers, he only has five wins because the mm-hmm. Yankees generally, you know, they're not going to let him hang around and see if they can pull out the win in the seventh, eighth, or ninth inning. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I was a little surprised uh, in a 15-team lead that I'm involved in that Marcus Stroman, was available, even though he's highly owned. I think he's like 70% owned in CBS sports leagues. He's on the waiver wire. So I'm going to put a nice bid in for him this week. Uh, two straight good starts. Uh, last one, uh, seven innings, two runs against the Tigers. Before that, five shutout innings and five Ks against the Angels. Uh, you know, the story on him, 60% ground ball rate. Uh, next start is against the Mets, which uh, that's, a, that's a good one. <laughs> It is a good one. Right? Mets, Mets have their own issues. Uh, yeah. I got to tell you, I've, uh, I've gone in with Stroman two straight years now, you know, including this year. Mm-hmm. I still, in the leagues I have him, I still have him. So I'm happy now, but, you know, you still, you're mm-hmm. very cautious here, tentatively cautious. That being said, what are you going to do? You can't trade him, you know, so you're starting him right. while he's hot, and, and uh, he does have mm-hmm. talent. There's some news that maybe the, maybe the Jays try and trade him. Uh, by the trade mm-hmm. deadline. Pretty much, I think anything that's not nailed down in Toronto is tradable. So, uh, what makes mm-hmm. you wonder if that, maybe change the series, do well there too. Maybe get out of the American League East, get out of pitching in the Scar, what are they, the Rogers Center. Uh, so all could be good news for him. You know, but the, I think bottom line for me is this. He's pitching better. He looks better. He looks mm-hmm. healthy. I think the Jays rushed him back in. I think when he had that shoulder right. injury early in spring training, oh, but I'm still going to pitch the opening series versus the Yankees. I think that was stupid. I think they rushed him, or I think Stroman rushed himself, and I think that set him back pretty much until now. You know, but I think now mm-hmm. is maybe, maybe this is the beginning of his season now, where he's going to be the pitcher we mm-hmm. thought he was going to be. Not an ace, maybe not even a number two, but a solid number three across baseball. Mm-hmm. Uh, a guy you mentioned in your article, Max Muncy, uh, catcher for the Dodgers. 17 home runs. Sell high, right? 
I think so. Sort of in that Hazel Zagular phase, same thing there. I would sell high, absolutely. All right, when we come back, go over some more hot and cold players. Also want to talk closers with George. We'll be back with more Weekend Fantasy Update. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone, we promise. No weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Welcome back to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. George, uh, Centerfold, one of my favorite all-time <laughs> music videos. You remember the music video for the song? Well, Jay Gilo's band, yes, I do, indeed. Back yeah, when yeah, MTV yeah, yeah. actually played music videos. Right, right, a bunch of young ladies uh, dancing around uh, in their panties. Can't Nothing imagine why I wouldn't that. like that. <laughs> All right, so we've uh, come to the last segment of the show, having a good time here, uh, talking uh, fantasy baseball with George Kurtz. Uh, You could follow us uh, at Joe Galina on Twitter, at uh, George Kurtz, K-U-R-T-Z. Hey, uh, we put a little bit more football uh, than we usually do. Uh, Hey, let us know what you want to hear on the show be glad to oblige but uh, let's uh, move forward George in terms of uh, a couple of hot and cold players and I want to talk closers with you as we close out the show one guy uh, 22% owned I guess you would talk about maybe ride the hot hand with him he's eligible at second base outfield and shortstop we're talking Enrique Hernandez from the Dodgers over the past month 294 batting average six homers 12 runs batted in yeah, I think you put it perfectly. You're right in the hot streak there with the Hernandez. Mm-hmm. He, I think he he destroyed the Cubs over, uh, earlier this week over the weekend. I, I, every time I looked mm-hmm. up, the man was hitting a home run, which from <laughs> yeah. Hernandez is not what I was expecting uh, whatsoever. But mm-hmm. it was like, oh, it's Hernandez. Oh, it's Hernandez. Uh, you like the positional flexibility, you know, that effect he's available. In your league, he could be available at those positions you mentioned there. Bottom line is, still, even with the hot streak, he's batting 236. Okay, doesn't right. steal any bases. Yeah, overall, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, mm-hmm. I don't know what you're expecting here. I don't think big things are coming here. I think he is at the utility play for them who's hot. So uh, right. I'm not picking him up. No, not unless you're mm-hmm. truly desperate for a player to pick up for a week or two, and maybe even not even that. Uh, and keep in mind, the Dodgers, if you think a long term, the Dodgers will add some reinforcements before the end of the before the end of July. Keep forgetting that we're still in June. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and the uh, last couple of guys I want to talk about, are outfielders for the Rangers. And, I mean, they're recognizable names, but maybe they fly a little bit under the radar, and if you want to target them in in trades, uh, maybe it might not cost you an arm and a leg, the proverbial arm and a leg. Uh, Nomar Mazzara, uh, overall batting uh, 281, 15 home runs, 54 runs batted in. I mean, this is a guy that, you know, you turn around and you don't pay attention to him, but by the end of the season, he'll probably be at like 32, 35 home runs, right? Uh, over his past 10 games, batting 400. 
Yeah, just came back. Uh, missed the game. Uh, got a little uh, nagging injury here, but hamstring, but uh, nothing all that serious. Came mm-hmm. back last night, hit another home run. Uh, he's going to set a career high in home runs this year. You know, he had 20 the past mm-hmm. two years, 20 and 16, 20 and 17. Already has 15 this year. Good chance he's going to hit 25 mm-hmm. and 28 there. Uh, average, this man can hit. And I think it's one of the guys mm-hmm. who's, he's only 23. Once again, we forget how young these players are. Yeah. I think he's a player who's right. only going to get better and better and better. Mazzara is certainly mm-hmm. somebody I'm high on. Right, right. Uh, how about old man Shinsu Chu? Remember him? <laughs> uh, uh, 35 years old. And we're calling him old, George. Uh, 286 batting average, uh, 15 home runs. RBI's a little light, 39. Uh, but since May 12th, and that's 42 games, uh, 10 home runs, 325 batting average, 457 on base percentage. I mean, he's a guy that, you know, like in the past, and I would target because, you know, he's a nice source of some power and some steals, right? He used to steal like, uh, you know, 20 stolen bases a, a season, uh, had 12 in 149 games last season, just three and 80 this season. But uh, again, like I mentioned with Mazzara, maybe a guy that won't, you know, you could target in a trade, but uh, won't cost you the proverbial arm and a leg either. Uh, question with him, right, has been health over the past couple of years. Yeah, well, he's a hitter. We know he can hit when he stays healthy. Uh, another guy. I mean, uh, likely to set his career in, uh, high in home runs this year. Already has 15. His career high is 22, which he has set three different times in 2010, mm-hmm. 2015, and last year. So he's uh, And he's hitting for average again, which is something he hasn't done probably mm-hmm. almost six, seven years. So, so I mean, you have to like everything you, say, uh, you see about Chu. I do wonder this. I don't wonder it with Mazzara, but with Chu, could he find himself on a different team by the deadline? Yeah, you, uh, you. Texas yeah. is out Perfect, of it. Uh, got to move. Mm-hmm. Right, he's 35 years old. You already said it. He could be valuable to a player. I mean, listen, you're not going to get too many better hitting parks than Texas. All right? yes. And so I, I do wonder if maybe, maybe, maybe if he could find himself on a different team. That's I'm just doing the math in my head to see how many years he has left on his contract. It looks like he has two more. Mm-hmm. So if I'm reading this correctly, then maybe he doesn't get moved, by the way, because he's making almost 20, 19, over $18 million a year. So uh, mm-hmm. he may not he may not be as good a candidate to move as I thought. Okay, there you go, George on the fly, doing some mathematical calculations. I like it, George. You promised me there'd be no math. <laughs> uh, all right, so uh, let's uh, talk some closers. Uh, Blue Jays uh, placed Ryan Tapera. Uh, who's been getting the majority of uh, save opportunities on the 10-day DL, some uh, right elbow inflammation. Uh, Tyler Clippard got his fifth save Friday night. So is he someone that uh, you could pick up off the waiver wire? Because, I mean, looks like uh, Osuna, they finally uh, – it's going to be not Osuna. It's going to be later. Ha-ha. Uh, he's going to come oh, back uh, eligible Leave to the come bad back. jokes to oh, me, please. <laughs> Okay, okay, I'm sorry. August 5th is when he's eligible to come back. <laughs> he's out oh, sooner or later. Um, and Sarah Perez, I'm going to have to use that. Uh, I didn't, didn't think about that, so I will definitely have to use that eventually. Uh, yeah, Tapera's out, uh, and there's no timetable for his return. Certainly not, I wouldn't think, mm-hmm. later the All-Star break if then. Tyler Clipper takes over. I wouldn't be surprised if Seung Juan Oh also sees a save opportunity or two sure. in there, so it's mm-hmm. sort of a mess here. You mentioned Osuna, uh suspension finally back uh, August 5th, but could he be traded by the deadline? 
you know, the suspension doesn't stop him from being dealt. And if so, mm. he's unlikely to be a closer for his new team. I would think he'd be a, a right. setup man, depending on where he goes, of course. So, uh, right. uh, I mean, listen, Clippard, if if you're of the belief that all saves have value, okay, well, he's going to pick up some saves, but it's not going to be in yeah. abundance. And he's already lost this role once. Remember, he was the mm-hmm. closer after Asuna first got suspended, and then he got wrecked a couple of outings. They went to Tepera, who really done a solid job until recently. So it's Clippard for now. I think O will get some shots, too. Bottom line is it's a mess. Interesting take that you said that, you know, Osuna might get traded, which is possible. But I I thought I saw the Blue Jays say, hey, look, you know, he's going to be our closer once he comes back. I mean, but obviously they could still move him uh, for the right price. But did did you hear the Uh, same thing that, you know, when he comes back that he's getting his job back? Oh, sure. Who else is going to take it from? Mm -hmm. I mean, like I said, Clippard's been blah. At best, Tapera mm-hmm. was okay, but he's not. He's not a Suna. Suna, listen, we can all say whatever we want about what he did, and which is probably pretty mm-hmm. terrible what he did. He's as far as on the field, he's their best reliever. It's not even close. So he will be their closer mm-hmm. upon his return. I don't think the team's going to mm-hmm. punish him, but I also don't think the team could very well try and move him. You know, you move for two things: you're a bad team, you get some prospects back, and you also maybe don't have to deal with the headache of answering the questions that comes al- come, come, that's going to come along with him being <laughs> activated again about what he did. Right, right, right. right. Uh, let's move on to the Royals. and uh, One of the, the hottest names uh, off the waiver wire, if you take a look at, like, at roster trends, it seems that Willie Peralta is kind of close to the top. I mean, is that kind of silly? I mean, he's the hot waiver wire pickup. Uh, lots of guys in the mix to get uh, saves in Kansas City right now. I mean, uh, Brandon Mora uh, blew a save last week, but uh, you know who knows? He could get another chance. Tim Hill got a save this week. What's going on in Kansas City? I mean, it, it's ugly. I mean, Peralta. It, it's, if I have to choose, sure, I'll take Peralta. If you if you need every last bit of save you can get, but you said all these guys could end up getting saves, and I think also this: how many more games do you think Casey's going to win? They're a bad team. Mm-hmm. They're going to make more trades. And their, their trades aren't done. Mustakas, we know, is going to get uh, dealt eventually. I wonder if Danny Duffy mm-hmm. could get moved as well. And, play, and once again, pretty much anything else that's not nailed down, not a big part of their future. So his team's going to get worse, mm-hmm. not better. You know, so I, I wouldn't be going out of my way here for any one of these guys. But if you're forcing me, if you're saying to me, okay, who's going to be the closest? Who's the guy you want? Who gets more saves from this point until the end of the season? I'll go to Peralta, but I say this with no confidence whatsoever. So you'd put like a a mild uh, bid on him, you know. Let's say if you're looking for saves this weekend, I can't see myself putting any more than two to three dollars. And that, like I said, mm-hmm. that, that's okay. if I'm pretty desperate. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Atlanta, the Braves, Aradis Vizcaino on the DL. Uh, will AJ Minter be in the mix? Pitched the, in the ninth inning, three games this week. Uh, Dan Winker got the save Friday night. I mean, any clarity? Can you can you help us out here, George? What the heck is going on? Yeah, it doesn't matter. This guy is supposed to be activated tomorrow. Yeah, you know, Sunday. Oh, so, okay. Uh, on yeah, Sunday, it's really okay. not going to matter. So don't well, don't waste your fab right. money tomorrow night taking up. Meant to be the guy I, wa- I would have wanted, by the way. But uh, mm-hmm. I wouldn't waste your fab money. Uh, looks like this guy in all signs appoints him a return to the uh, active Good. roster tomorrow. I guess the worst-case scenario would be he returns and isn't the closer upon his returns. They let him ease into it, but he hasn't been out long-term. Mm-hmm. I expect him to close immediately. Right. Uh, Philadelphia, Hector Nearest back from the minors, pitched the uh, seventh inning, then two mop-up uh, performances in the ninth. Sir, Sir Anthony uh, Dominguez, the man? 
Hector Neres got bum crushed last night. I mean, he got destroyed. Uh, what did he get? Five runs in, a, in an inning. Uh, he's not getting that job back. Sir Anthony Dominguez <laughs> is the real deal. He's the guy you want. Mm-hmm. I wonder. The, uh, my only negative on Dominguez is this: I do think there'll be times where Gabe Kapler, the manager of Philadelphia, will use Dominguez to get five outs, and uh, that's fine. He'll get the five outs, but then maybe he can't pitch the next day if they need a. a mm-hmm. uh, a safe situation back-to-back. That's the only negative on Dominguez. Other than that, he should be picked up in all leagues. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, what about the Mets' closer situation? Familia uh, gave up four runs on Wednesday. Gazelman down the road? I mean... In... Well, the Mets have let games... it be known. I was going to say, how many games do you think they're going to win the rest of the year? <laughs> the, Met, the Mets have let it be known that uh, Familia's on the... Uh... On a trade market, you know, they, they're mm-hmm. willing to move him. The The implosion the other day, I don't know if that was really his fault. He had thrown 28 pitches the day before. Maybe he should have gotten that day mm-hmm. off. You know, and they, uh, I think once again, Callaway may have made a mistake there in bringing him in. Didn't seem to be Chris, didn't mm-hmm. seem to have his stuff. But that being said, he struggled. It seems like he struggled more often than not over the past month. You know, and uh, the mm-hmm. numbers seem to back that up. Past uh, 30 games, he's got a 5.91 ERA. His whip is over two. Over two. Mm-hmm. All right, that, that's pretty close to horrendous. All right, so well, he's got some issues there. Listen, the Mets as a team have issues here. But if you're asking me, let's say they trade Familia tomorrow. I, we all thought it was Gaselman, but when Familia went on with DL, Gaselman was brought in the seventh inning uh, in that Yankee series, the Subway series, twice. And Swarzak mm-hmm. was the closer. So it seems to be where if you're going to hedge your bets, it's really Swarzak. But really, it comes down to who knows. Now Lugo's back in the bullpen. Remember, during that series, Lugo was starting. yeah. So does this right. change things around? You know, so the Mets, right now, once again, you're, you're guessing here. If I had to guess, I'd mm-hmm. go with Swarzak because that's what we saw. But it wouldn't shock me if it's back to Gasellman, if it's Lugo, or if it's somebody they bring in, if it's a minor leaguer, or if it just doesn't matter because the Mets aren't going to win a game until 2019. <laughs> but Tim Tebow will uh, be uh, on the Major League roster. Oh, he's an Eastern League All-Star. Yeah. Yeah, Tim Tebow <laughs> batting 261 with five home runs and 30 ribbies. Yeah, he's an all-star. He'll definitely be with the Mets in September because, let's face it, that'd be the only thing that fans are going to be willing to pay to see unless David Wright does come back as mm-hmm. well. I mean, that, that team right. is just a – I mean, how does he make the all-star team? Really? I mean, come on. Well, he had a good month. He had a good month. Who the hell cares? <laughs> a good month. He's batting uh, 261. How good, the, how good of a month could it have been? He's got five home runs. Did he hit him all this month? T- <laughs> Do we have a Tim Tebow bobblehead day before the end of the year? Can they make one that quickly? I don't know. How long does it take to make these things? I guarantee they've already had know. one at the minor league stadium. So, yeah. uh, I don't know. That's, that's, Maybe you know, they have some left over. <laughs> if he wouldn't have a Mets. He wouldn't have the Mets uh, jersey, right? He'd have the, uh, what the, he's not playing for the Cycles, whatever they are. but whatever yeah. team he's playing for. But yeah. uh, I... Uh, that's not a joke. I think he is with the Mets at this season because I think the Wilpons are all about money. And once they start, mm-hmm. you know, when, when, they, when, when the Wilpons finally realize, okay, this season is done, they're going to want to put fannies in the seats. And the only way to do that, mm-hmm. or I should say the only way, the one way to do that is certainly by calling up Tebow and letting him play and you let the fans go watch him strike out three times a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, sticking with closers, uh, if you, George Kurtz, owned a fantasy baseball team and were looking to make a trade, for a closer, someone that uh, is not in danger of being traded and possibly losing their job. I'm not talking about the Chapmans and the Kenley Jensen's. Uh, who would you target at this stage? I mean, uh, Keone Kella uh, 
pretty good uh, target. But then again, he might, you know, he could get traded, I guess, right? With the with the Rangers. I mean, uh, Blake Trinan for the A's, 21 saves, 0.89 ERA. Is there anyone that you would recommend to our listeners to target, let's say, in a trade? A closer one. As far as guys who aren't closing right now, but who may get or low, lower end closers, I mean, either that, either it's... they're not closing now or they're closing now and, and are going to keep their job and, and, you know, could help you in that. I category. might go with Kirby go Yates. You know, I think Brad Hand is going to get dealt so Yates could take over the role there. And you can make an argument that Yates is actually outpitched hand anyway. Uh, but the only problem is Yates could get dealt as well. You know, Sandy could actually deal mm-hmm. both these guys and move on from there. But I think he's somebody I would look at there as a possibility. Uh, Blake, and we talk about Oakland, how well they're playing. Blake training. I mean, yeah. someone's they were they were sixth best team in the American League. They're winning games. Blake Trainin has value as a closer. He's someone I would absolutely look at. Uh, other than mm-hmm. that, Blake Parker. I guess I'm I'm on the Blake train today in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. He's uh, done some damage there. Hector Rondon is the guy you want in Houston right now, but I would not trade for him. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so uh, Georgia, uh, with July Fourth coming up. Uh, what are the plans? Uh, are you uh, do you do you light fireworks or you, do you, what do you do? Of course, I like fireworks. So I, I'm You're not going to have any. Uh, uh, probably, I think I see. I think I'm invited to a party that my wife wants to go to. So probably heading out to a, uh, I assume, a barbecue. And I've heard there'll be a lot of fireworks there. So uh, probably take the kids there. Should be a, a fun time. You know I me. Mean? Got to watch the ball game. Though. I think the Yanks playing Atlanta at one. So uh, barbecue is good after one. Mm-hmm. Anniversary of Dave Rigetti's no hitter, right? Didn't Back in '83, yes. I remember yeah, yeah. where I was. I was at my aunt's, uh, aunt's, once again, barbecue at my aunt's house. Nice big pool right off uh, in Howard Beach in the uh, right off the Atlantic Ocean. There you go. There you go. I'm uh, going to spend the day in Long Beach Island in New Jersey. Uh, have a few uh, pina coladas and uh, spend some time on the beach. And, uh, you know, just uh, celebrate America's birthday. Nothing wrong with a few adult beverages. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. So, uh as we uh, head out, um, anyone on the radar for you? Give me one name that you're going to be looking for on the waiver wire. One name that I'm looking for on the waiver wire, Shane Bieber, uh, starting pitcher. There Cleveland. you go. I like what he's doing there. Nice one. He's the guy I'm absolutely nice targeting every now and then. Great job. Great job by the Fantasy Prince producing our show. Thank you, George Kurtz. And I'm Joe Galina. Tune in next week for more Weekend Fantasy Update.